When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk. We're running a bit late today, and it's all my fault, so I do apologise. But we've got a very special episode today for you. With you, as usual, is myself, Craig Locker of Chop Knives. We also have Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. And we also have Mareko Marmasi of Marmasi Fire Arts. And we also have Pear from Dharma Steel, who's got some very exciting news for us in today's show. So first of all, I need to apologise for being so late. I can tell you why, and I've got a very good reason. And if you're watching, you'll be able to see too. I've been forging today. Who would have thought? Me, forging. <laughs> Love it. I was very lucky to spend some time with Alex Paul and his team today um, down at the Forge. Um, very, very welcoming. They were, they were just amazing. They've got such an amazing facility there, such an amazing team. Big, big thanks to, to Steve and Joe there for really sort of laying out the red carpet for me and showing me around and giving me some demonstrations and so on. Really do appreciate it. Um, I will blame my lateness on Steve for Steve's really bad coffee, um, which made me have a few toilet breaks on the way back. And it's, <laughs> it, all, it all got a bit too much for me. Um, but everybody, thank you. Thank you. Um, we've had a message here from Grateful Knives um, saying, show it, Craig. This is the wrong kind of show for that, I think. Oh, oh he, means the, he means the knife. He means the knife. I maybe so should this, describe it. Describe it for the listeners. It's a typical blacksmith's knife. So it's all completely um, all one piece. It's all one piece. There's no extra handle. Um, I haven't actually had a chance to grind it yet because we'd run out of time. We were chatting for so long. Um, but there's also a bunch of other stuff as well, which I've got here which I can very quickly show you, but these are work in progress that I'll be working Ooh, cool. with, with Alex on. So we're hoping to get a do some collaboration work, which could be sort of long-term. So that's all, so all in, all coming. So we're very happy about that. Let's, enough about me. Let's talk about Jeff quickly. Jeff, what have you been up to this week? I, it's been madness, total madness. I, I'm, uh, I finally got to see the, uh, I got to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm, uh, I was scrolling down my list and I can't scroll anymore. It's all on one page. So I've been just hauling, 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 and I just finished a pile of uh, forks that look awesome with this new colorway. And I've been doing at night. All I do is sit up and, and uh, watercolor and listen to the Knicks lose the playoffs. 
Uh, and then it's another reason the Knicks lost to the Atlanta Hawks. And that's the reason why I'm not at blade show right now, because I can't go down to Atlanta after the humiliation we received in New York, Madison square garden, the greatest, greatest stadium of all time. I can't go down Atlanta. That's why I'm not at blade show. And I'm just happy to see you guys. I'm happy to, uh, to, to have pair here and see Mareko and Craig and all your smiling faces. <laughs> go next. The best hockey team out there. They're done. <laughs> It's over. It's over. They got, they got <laughs> Yo, week, Morocco. How's it been going? My week. All right. I first want to start off by sending love to Walter Ferguson and his family. Uh, his daughter has been going through some health issues. She's very young. She's only maybe a couple of years old or so. And so I just wanted to send love out to him and his family. He's Ferguson Steel on Instagram. Ferguson under, underscore Steel. If you want to understand everything that's going on, you go check out his Instagram. Um, but the last week has been good. Uh, I actually, so I'm missing blade show a lot actually right now. I've been seeing all the Instagram posts. I'm just like, ah, cause it's been a couple of years now since I've been there. Uh, and it's, I miss the biggest thing I miss is the kind of the social aspect and catching up with everybody and seeing everybody in person, seeing people's work in person. And, uh, it's, it's kind of hard sitting here, um, and seeing all those posts, but I, I will say this last, I, I've been working on a little bit of a side project with my, uh, with our friend, uh, the golden Kalani, uh, Andreas Kalani on Instagram. He's who also has been doing some really killer folding knives lately using, uh, his fiber laser and he's doing some really cool stuff. Um, so, and then uh, I'm working on a chef's knife that is using Mokame from my friend Peter Swarsbert. He's got this new approach he's using for making uh, copper and nickel Mokame. It looks really cool, and I, I'm excited to get this handle finished out. That's going to be uh, a, a good one, a really good looker. And then, um, and basically, that's it. I've just been working on handles this last week, honestly, just trying to be, make sure I get everything right. I hate making mistakes and having to backtrack, so I'm just kind of taking my time. What about you, Craig? <laughs> You're muted again, for Christ's sake. Just You're before muted. we move on, Jeff and Morocco, could you just hit record oh, on yeah. your quick time, please? Just, well, just well, a little bit that, of admin. Just a little bit of admin. For, what will that do for Pear? It's fine. Okay. I've, I've sorted that. It's all good. Didn't it's it? all good. Pear. So for those who don't know, Pear is the CEO of, of Dharma Steel. Um, the makers of the finest stainless Damascus available. Um, and they've had some really big, big news this week. Um, they're normally a blade, and they would have announced this a blade. But, um, Pear, over to you. T- tell, tell our listeners what, what you've been up to this week with, with Dharma Steel. Oh, we have been very, very busy uh, getting prepared for our launch that we are, did yesterday uh, about these new patterns. So it's it's been bu- busy, and of course we are we are uh, really missing the blade show. I mean, we go there, we have been there every year, and uh, for the last years now, and now we cannot go. This is the second year. Uh, we are not simply, we are we are not able to enter the States. Uh, so uh, hopefully we can go, uh, come back next year. And uh, But we really miss you guys out there on the Blade Show. And so I just say, uh, have fun and uh, have some beers for me and uh, the rest of our team. And uh, yeah, uh, I... I I hope it gets noisy later in, in, in uh, down there uh, uh, 
I've heard it can get, can get pretty messy, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you guys have produced some reveal videos for your new patterns. Um, I'm just going to play one, and maybe you can you can talk us through this new pat one of these new patterns. Just a second. Wow, I love it. Just when wow. you think it's over, the flames come up. It's it's very sort of my style. I love that. It's a proper good reveal video. So that's is it, Fafnir? Is that how it's presented? Yeah, it's Fafnir. Yes. It's the it's named after the dragon Fafnir, um, who was uh, um, breathing poison. So I mean, uh, and this is uh, this is uh, something we have been working on for a very long time now, uh, and uh, we are using this is a completely new way of doing uh, the pattern for us, and it's kind of. Uh, well, it's been a very fascinating and in interesting journey coming this far. And you think that things, you know, you're going to do things and you're going to do them uh, quickly, but things <laughs> takes time. And we have had a lot of hurdles to come over. But now we finally have the, the material on, on the ground ready to be, you know, to be sold. And, uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, the whole thing about this is really that we are using a uh, uh, new way of designing patterns. And, and we have been talking to uh, different uh, bladesmiths and uh, forgers. And uh, Mareko has also been an inspiration for us in our, in our uh, development on this and you know learning all about pattern making and and uh, understanding what how the, the lines flows and what creates that and adopting that to our unique way of doing things so and uh, it looks as, incredible as it? i understand yeah and uh, as i understand it uh, you can see this video it, it tells a lot uh, but also by the looking at the comments on instagram uh, uh it seems like people are really appreciating this and uh, mm. and it's uh sure is stunning in when you can see it in the real world we have a knife uh we have knives here uh unfortunately there are not many knives at the blade show but uh i hope soon uh and for the autumn that uh, uh, we will see more knives coming out with this pattern i think that it has a lot of potential and uh uh, it's really, it's really, it's really rewarding to have gone through this, the whole journey, and finally. Yeah, and it's not just the one I'm... pattern. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Sorry, go on. Go on no, I was just curious, Per. When you guys think about what designs you're going to come out with, because you have a lot, what's the st what's the step in terms of designing the next pattern? What are you? How are you thinking about what you're going to do for the next thing you're going to reveal? Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I mean, for us, it's uh, we can do a lot of different patterns, and we have, of course, you know, the the, the different methods to play with, uh, as you all guys have. I mean, we are we forging, we do the we do we use the hammer, we use we use the rolling mills, we use the patterning operation, we use, use the twisting, and we by combining that, we can do a many many different uh, sorts of patterns but then we have uh, the way we do it uh, gives us uh, 
some unique possibilities, but also some limitations that we need to think about how we how to handle. And uh, when we come up with a new pattern, it's very important that it's different to to the rest of the patterns. But some because if you make a lot of patterns, you can see that, oh, this looks similar to the other one. No, we cannot have that. So we need to have something that's really mm. different. And this is uh, very different from what we have done before. So, And that was the intention, you know, to create something. And we have a, here, we have a, this will be a series of patterns coming, coming out over the next couple of years. Uh, so we will continue tweaking this cool. pattern. So that, so that first one was Fafnir. But there's more. You've been very busy working mm-hmm. on too. Yeah, I need to give a you know uh, to thank you, th- give a thanks to to Stella who has made these videos, and uh, she is uh, she's. I mean, it was a beautiful work she has done. So that has been very good. Uh, and uh, yeah, Needhog. Uh, it's also interesting patterns, and I, I assume that you can see what's going on here. And uh, you know why <clears throat> Needhog is named after the dragon with the bright scales, and I think you can see the scales here on the pattern. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very dramatic. It's a lot, very detailed, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that will be a good pattern on many knives and. Uh, it's also going through. Uh, wow! This is Fafnir. Yeah, you can see that. On yeah, that. but we've got a few. Yeah, we've got that's a few so images cool. here of knives made with the new patterns, um, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, they just look look incredible. It's a real shame that they're not at Blade, so people can't see can't see these. But um, for those watching on the live view, um, we've we've got some of these. And if people head over to Dharma Steel Lab, which is Dharma Steel's Instagram account, you can see a lot more of these of these images, and they are they are just just very very special, very special things. Yeah, these are knives made by by uh, Johnny Stout, who you may know, uh, and uh, uh, another Swedish knife maker, Ted Dahlqvist, and uh, they got some pieces for these. And uh, so, but of course, we are uh, we hope that we will see over the next couple of months, up to the next Blade Show, uh, or and. Presumably, we can hope we can get some more for the Blade West mm. coming up in in, in October. Uh, so, yeah, it will be really exciting. I'm super excited to see those knives made out of this, and uh, and I I hope you guys can t- can use some of the material and do something with it and tell yeah, us sure. what and you I, think I'm about really it. pleased to announce that we're going to be working with you over the next year, as uh, Dharma Steel will be sponsoring the show. Um, so I'm going to put you on the, on the spot here, Pear. So all of our sponsors, um, we generally, the way we work with our sponsors is to get a discount for all our listeners. So we haven't mentioned this off air, but I'm hoping now there's people watching, there's a bit of pressure on you. Maybe we can get some sort of discount for our listeners from you. What do we think? Yeah. <laughs> squeeze the choke and the squeeze. Oh my God. We shall talk about oh, it later. Yeah. Not a problem. Oh my God. He's a blacksmith for five minutes, and all of a sudden he's putting the squeeze on people. Can you imagine? But what, what, we, what we're hoping to do is um, we're going to have a, a Dharma Steel Knife of the Week. Um, because now we're doing video and there's visuals involved. Um, we, we, can, we can show that. So 
we'd love people to, if they're using any Dharma Steel, um, to hashtag um, Dharma Steel. Um, and we'll, I'll go through them each week and we'll pick one. Um, to highlight each week and we can talk about the maker and we can show the visuals of the knife that kind of thing and i think it'll be a really nice way for us all to discover well discover new makers um but also see the these patterns in action which you know they are incredible and i think Mareko, yeah. i think maybe you can help with the judge in there being a bit more of an expert on patterns i mean uh, as as a you know a full-time forger now <laughs> i've you know i've done it for a good four hours yeah, um, yeah i'm an yeah. expert but um you've obviously got a bit more expertise than me <laughs> Yeah, I think what's really impressive about these materials that you guys are making at Damasteel is that they're fully martensitic, which means they're completely hardenable. Some stainless that's out there that people are making, maybe smaller producers, they mix in some steels that aren't necessarily hardenable or get to the kind of high-performance hardness that you want in a knife. And the Damasteel material is fully hardenable to really high uh, hardness, which is awesome performance for especially like a, a, a thin knife, like a chef's knife, but also can obviously be brought back for a hard use knife. Um, but to be able to have that performance in a material like that is really impressive, especially with those kind of patterns in them. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can, uh, our knives, you, we, we usually say, or the makers usually, uh, you maybe have uh, discovered that already, but uh, uh, above 62 is, uh, is normal, you know, but, between 61 63 or rockwell c and um, the 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 steel really performs at those levels so it's it's uh we've had a question this, this, sorry go on jeff go on i, keep I, was, I was just gonna say i, I was I'm, I'm sorry craig i was just gonna say that one of the interesting things to me about damasteel and especially for our listeners our listeners are mostly you know a lot of them are not professional you know knife makers a lot of them are uh you know hobbyists and stuff like that I'd like to, for you to talk about the approachability of people being able to use Damasteel, just even if you have like a, just that you have a kiln and you're, you have minimal tools. Damasteel is very versatile for people that maybe not aren't, you know, journeyman smith and master bladesmiths. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy material to use. I would say that uh, uh, you need to, of course, be careful as normal, but it's an it behaves like a normal martensitic st knife steel. Uh, it doesn't give you a surprise uh, in any way. It's uh, it behaves like it should, uh, and so and uh, uh, and it's very stable, so to say. So. I mean, I, most people should have a success with it, uh, without no doubt. And, and there is no nothing strange to it. You can you can use your own your basic tools that you have, and you kiln and some foil when you do the heat treat, uh, and you know uh, it's it's approachable. And and the, the etching, which is uh, uh, which is the key to reveal the pattern, it it's not very difficult either. I would. I'm you can there's simple tools and you use some muriatic acid or pool acid to etch in and you heat it up a bit and we have some videos on our uh, on on our YouTube channel but we can also we can talk about that more here and I want to you know tell people about how to do the uh, proper etching I was surprised it. at how many inf informative videos you have 
on your YouTube channel and link to Damage Steel, your website, because it does take away the mystique of what it is. I mean, you know, we see when we were at the Damage Steel Invitation Chef Knife Invitational, you know, you're talking about some of the best knife makers on the planet using Damage Steel. And I would think that some people would be like, wow, I'm a little bit, you know, concerned maybe this isn't for me, but you've made it very, very approachable for the average home knife maker hobbyist to be able to use it. And I think that that's an unbelievably good resource. Yeah, yeah. We try to make it easy. It should be easy for people, and and we want everyone to be successful. I mean, it's very important that that we can support people in being successful in in making their knives. And uh, so, and I guess we can do even more than that. And um, yes, of course. And we are happy to answer questions and uh, answer questions here. And we've so, we've yeah, had a question. Well. Just, sorry, yeah, just to guys... say, about two questions oh, sorry, from Grateful ahead. Knives. Um, <laughs> the first being, um, how easy is Dharma Steel to forge? Um, and also then, how uh, what is the temperature range uh, for forging? Um, and again, as, as a professional forger now, thanks to today, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll... I'll give that some Thanks thought, thanks. but in the meantime, maybe Pear could yeah. give, a, give yeah. a better answer. <laughs> uh, it's... Um... It's relatively easy to forge, I would say, but you know, uh, you need you need to take care of, of some things because if you compare to like if you're used to a carbon steel, uh, the temperature range is much uh, uh, not so wide. You need to heat. You need to keep the temperature. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's, it gets hard and you, you might destroy it. And there is also a risk of overheating. So, so you need to have a close, uh, um, you need to have a, a something uh, device that shows what temperature you have on the piece or on, on your, in your kiln. Uh, without that, it's very difficult. So you have to have a you know what You control. know what you could do, Pear? You uh, know what you really uh, could do? Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the <laughs> manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. That's how you do it. You're going to need an oven. So what we suggest is going to soulceramics.com yeah. um, because they're a distributor of Even Heat's and we can get you a discount. So you can get $75 off your unit plus free shipping within the States, and you can spec up the machine exactly how you want it. So if you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, you'll be able to build your even heat, um, and it'll automatically apply those discounts at checkout. So knifetalk.net forward slash heat, or follow the link um, down in the description. That was like a double whammy of sponsors, that one. I'm quite pleased with that one. He did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now in, in, in your videos online, you guys, uh, when they show the forging, uh, they are working out of a kind of a kiln. Is that a gas fire? Is that electric kiln that they're working out right, of? It's electric kiln. Bus? Yeah. That's why you got to get your even heat. <laughs> Well, We've got a yeah. question here as well from Griffith's Handmade Knives, um, a fellow Welshman. Um, what is the Austin? What is the Austin ties in temperature, and is cryo recommended for Dharma steel? Oh, uh, well, you have uh, on our uh, on our website. You can find our data sheet uh, for the material, and you have all the information there with temperatures and uh, heat treatment and etching, etc. It's it's very informative. So you have every every figure there, and you can get it correct. Uh, 
uh, cryo, yeah, uh, I, I would say that it, it bumps up the hardness a bit and gives a little bit better corrosion protection. It's not a must, but uh, it's recommended if you can do it. Uh, it doesn't hurt. Cool, cool. Any more questions, anybody, in the chat um, for Pear whilst we're here? Any I got one more questions? for Pear. Sure. So the material, most people are used to Damascus being made from alternating plates of steel, but you guys are using powdered metallurgical material. And so how do you feel like that, uh, kind of going back to its usability and, and how user-friendly, uh, does, does the powdered metallurgy play a role in how user-friendly that material is? Yeah, um, yeah, it does. Um I mean, because of the powder metallurgy technique we're using, uh, we get the material that is uh, more or less flawless. We don't have any issues at all in the material. It, it, it is acting as a solid piece of, of any steel, you know. It's like a solid piece of metal. Even if you have uh, patterns in there, in there, it has never been folded or put together by different uh, sheets. Uh, it's just been one solid piece of uh, metal all the time. Mm. And that is the uniqueness of it. And uh, that's why it behaves the way it does and gives it the predictability. And so, yeah, and that is the big difference to other other makers uh, of, of Damascus Seal who puts together things. So we do it completely different. I was going to say that I would think that on a pr production level, that ability to make sure that, I mean, that when you're coming up with this, these designs, the fact that it's so repeatable and every time it's going to be the same. So when somebody buys a piece of damascus steel and then they grind it down and they heat treat it and they temper it and they cryo it and then they put, the, put it through the etch, they're not going to see a delamination. You're going to have the same res result every single time. Yeah. Yeah, that that's correct. And, and this is this is the big difference. Nothing will ever happen to the material. It's just one solid piece of steel and it's always been though we have two different alloys in there uh that is combined from the very start. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm very conscious of your time, Pear, but we do have one more question for you in the chat, if that's okay. And I think Mareko may have another question as well, actually. Um, so um, I think it's Verkos. We're terrible at names here. Uh, Verkosuo, maybe? Um, say, <laughs> do you have to do some annealing after forging uh, with Dharma Steel? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, in term, I, I guess you're referring to uh, if you do some kind of an yeah normalizing or annealing before going to do the heat treatment. Mm. Yeah, you can do that. It can be recommended to do that. Uh, I I actually don't know how the other guys are doing uh, that are doing repeatedly and forging integrals. And maybe Mareko can can give a light on that. Uh, and and uh, tell us how he how he would do it. Well, Pear, I I am I forge now, um, very regularly. Um, so um, I'll, I'll let, let Morocco take this one. Fifteen minutes. I'll let Morocco take sorry. this one. Fifteen minutes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Outstanding. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, actually, I had to. I wrote it down as notes because I actually got some notes from another friend who forges stainless. Um, but yeah, after I'm trying to think. 
after after the after the forging there were some normalizing cycles i think i brought them up to like 14 or sorry it's like 1650 um just with a couple 16, minutes i'd I, I go 1660 <laughs> maybe what size are you using craig what size you got you got on your hammer what size are you using how dare you it's outrage listen to him <laughs> and then when it came to kind of preparing it for final hardening i did a kind of a quote-unquote subcritical anneal at 1700 um and then and then i did and then i just followed the damasteel um <laughs> process okay. on the data sheets they have on their website about how yeah. how to heat treat from that point forward but it's it's pretty it's kind of a, along the same lines as what you would do for carbon steel honestly there is a good question hmm. from uh one of these guys i don't remember i don't know exactly who if somebody were to practice on a type of uh stainless steel uh, that's Grateful Knives asks, is there a stainless steel that compares to damas steel to practice the forging? That's a great question. I mean, we have, of course, we have the, uh, the, the RWL34, which is one of the components within the patent steel. Uh, so that is one you could try uh, and, and similar steels to, to that. It's out there. So... Um, so, so there are yeah you can that that could be a good advice to try yeah cool cool well Pet, thank you so much for joining us on the show um we'll let you go now to to work out how we can get some sort of discount from you we'll, we'll give you we'll give you some time to think about how we can get discount out to you um but thank you so much for being on the show and hopefully we can do this again soon so if anybody has questions bank them all up let's let's get pair back on the show and um yeah hopefully we can answer any questions that you i have. would be happy to to do that and uh, i'm sure we can work something out on the discount we there we go <laughs> And, and last but not least, Pear, we had such a good time at the Damasteel Chef Knife Invitational. That was hmm. so much fun. We got so many great responses in regards to how well you guys ran that event. And we all had such a great time. And I know a lot of the knife makers had a great time. I got a lot of messages after the fact for like days on end. And thank you so much for inviting us. It was a lot of fun. It was great having you. And uh, we will be back, as you know. And so we see, we'll see you soon there. I hope so. All right. Cool. Right. Thank you very much, Pear. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Take care now. Bye bye. You're a cheeky. There we go. You're a cheeky. You're a cheeky. <laughs> Look, you got, you got, you're a cheeky, and you got everyone's grateful knives to say. Grateful knives. You said knife talk 20 would be nice. I, uh, 20%. That would be nice. I, I think we may be pushing things. We may be pushing Too much. things. There. You overheated the steel, Craig. You overheated the steel. That was hilarious. That went really well. I, I oh, really great. enjoyed that. That went really well. And I think, yeah, maybe we should do more of this kind of stuff, get sort of experts in and. Um, and grill them. You, know, get them the you put the squeeze That'd on them. Cool. <laughs> I don't think he was prepared for the squeeze. <laughs> put him under pressure a little bit for a discount. But, you know, that's what we Look do. Look at you. Um, Kyle Heath says, no playoff music. No, we show respect on this show from, from going forward. <laughs> we show respect. Uh, Mareko, I know you've got a hard out today, haven't you? Um, I do in about so 20 minutes or so. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. So shall we start with some questions? I tell you, before we do that, we'll do... Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. 
Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. There we go. Um, Mareka, would you like to take the first question that we've had? Sure would. This first one is great. It's from Eric Markman. Uh, he says, is putting knives up to L during Blade virtual brown bagging? <laughs> so I love this question. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Well, I, I wanted to set it up. So for yeah. some of you guys, so Blade Show is going on as we speak, as we're recording. It's Friday afternoon. Blade Show is the first day of Blade Show. There is a concept, as, as it were, is expression called brown bagging. So basically, if you're a knife maker, you can get a table and you can exhibit your work and you can sell your work. Well, brown bagging is you just get a you just buy a pass to come in. You got a pile of knives in your back pocket or your backpack, and people know who you are, and you, and then you're just kind of like moving them out of your bag you didn't buy a, a vendor's table you didn't uh, go through any of the proper channels you just know the collectors maybe they know who you are and you're talking about brown bagging it so what the blade show had done a post uh a couple of days ago saying if you're caught brown bagging you're going to be found out and you're going to be expelled from the show and possibly future shows and it was because it became a very like you know, they had to take the comments down because half the people were like, we don't rat. And then the other, were, were, you know, it was an interesting concept. It was an interesting topic of conversation. And for Eric Markman, mm. I don't know if he brown bags it or not. I got a feeling he does. I got a feeling he does. I think, he does. I think, I think Eric's there with those, you know, those golf sale things, those big wooden things that you wear. <laughs> Yeah, Brown, he's got, he, he got the wooden shoes on. He got the wooden shoes on, hauling a big brown bag full of knives. He's moving around. So I it's, it, Go ahead. It's, it was a strange stance to take, I think, you know, for, you know, for the community, um, because I'm sure a lot of that happens. And, I, yeah, okay, maybe it's eating into their profit because these people maybe should be getting tables. But... Um, you know, people buy in from friends and things. It's it's a strange stance to take. Very strange. Well, what do you think, Bracco? I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a tricky one because I can understand a little bit where they're coming from, but I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, like Craig was saying, it's not it's not the right stance to take right now. Like we should be really excited for everybody to get back together, and then they're like pulling out the yardstick, ready to whap you across the hands or across the ass. And it doesn't seem like the right move to me. Because I can understand mm, both points. Yeah. Because I can totally understand the idea of like people paid, you know, 500 bucks for a table. And then, you know, this guy's coming in with the, with the backpack full of, you know, K-tips and he's going to move them all. Maybe even, even organized it, you know, in there and there, whatever. I mean, I can understand that. I can also understand what we were, we, you know, the three of us were talking about it earlier this week and, you know, they had the, they had the comments, they had to pull the comment section out because everyone's saying we don't rat. I can understand mm. also that what Mareko just said, we're starting to get out of the pandemic in the United States or, or it feels that way. And, you know, everyone missed out on a blade show. I'm sure a lot of blade knife makers lost out on some sales that they normally would have gotten. Just get the people to the door. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to start, you know, you don't have to start like searching their bags. Just let them the fuck in and smile because it's like, <laughs> let's do, let's just, let's start policing next year. Cause it's like, you want people through the door. You don't need to be like, 
you know it's yeah. like taking your own candy to the po- to the uh, movie theater right like honestly i almost what? every time i go to the movie theater i bring can- my own candy or whatever my own whatever is because oh yeah that guy with it with a oh with no, the noisy no. Chest, <laughs> i always take my garbage out <laughs> i never i i always think about that part too is it gonna make a ton of noise so but i mean what are they gonna do at the theater like they're gonna they're gonna kick everybody out that ever has done that like they're they're losing mm. Uh, attendees basically watchers and so it's kind of like the same thing it's like okay so then what are you gonna do people are gonna just go to atlanta and then not come into the show they're just gonna fucking hang out in the lobby because there's plenty of space outside of the convention center to hang out where there's plenty of food there's plenty of beer maybe they all just do their thing out there instead of paying to come into the show I mean, I would think that there's a lot of business going on in the pit anyway. Oh yeah, you know the pit is where, you know, in the in the after hours of the Blade Show, there are people who come down. And everyone gets drunk. Uh, now that now I have a question. In five years, the only thing I ever sold at Blade Show was in the pit at three o'clock in the morning. Look at you! I'm shocked that you say that. At the three only o'clock thing in the morning. I, the only thing I ever. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I ever sold was the first year I went to Blade Show. Who was it at three uh, o'clock? It was three o'clock. Who in the was morning. this person at three o'clock in the morning? Uh, you don't have to tell. His name's Kitchen Tactical. Tactical. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, and, of course uh, he, is. he used to actually work for Joel Berkowitz, and um, huh. of uh, yeah, Brooklyn, Cut, Cut Brooklyn yeah. right? Huh. Or Brooklyn. Three yeah. o'clock in the morning is a big is a big <laughs> moment to is a big drunken moment to plop down some cash. I like it. I'm, I'm for yeah. it. <laughs> he, he, pull, he pulled out a bunch of hundreds, and I was like, "It's hard to say no when somebody's got a fistful of hundreds flapping in your face." That's <laughs> and it. So you say, "Morocco's Mar- ah, right. hustling." Pretended to be drunk like the rest of them, but he's eyeing people up to see. Yeah. Who, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, might, eyes. you might as well. Go no, no, no. I gave him a discount. I gave him a severe <laughs> discount. So here's back to. I was desperate back, to feel like I was able to sell something. Back to your next. Back to the last question. What's the best thing you've ever taken to a movie theater to eat? Because I have an answer. Oh, I have to think okay. about that. When I was in high school, I've, I've snuck a lot of I was obsessed with street cart hot dogs. I'd get six of them and put them in my pockets. And I would go to the movie theater <laughs> and I'd eat four to six hot dogs. It was the greatest fucking thing with mustard and sauerkraut. I had them in my pockets and I was whipping them out. I was eating hot dogs the whole movie. You know, the sausages everywhere. I'm telling you, how do you keep that from juicing all over you? I mean, by the it was all wrapped up, and by the time you got there, it was a little bit kind of more solidified. So there wasn't a lot of juice. But I mean, okay. they were all wrapped. There was these street cart hot dogs. Yeah, I wrapped them up to go, and I was like, slip them in the pocket. And every so often, it's Sabret's time. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. I mean, I've taken wine, beers. I've taken hot wings. Hot wings, or, you know. Hot wings in the movie sure. theater. Whoa, that's that's tricky. Yeah, <laughs> see the Super hot good. dog, you can just like you know down the hatch, but wings, you gotta you gotta work. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. So my brother and I used to do this thing called theater hopping, and uh, we were just poor kids basically wanting to go see movies and we couldn't afford to go see them very often so when we went we try to see as many as we could yeah. <laughs> and we did a three-bagger one day but you go in <laughs> three and the way theater is set up <laughs> there's two different hallways right and so and they list like what movies are playing on what hallway so right. you're like oh which hallway is going to be the better option so then you figure out which hallway you figure out a movie you want to see that's coming up you go and you watch the movie and then when you come out, 
you basically like you go to the bathroom and you're kind of with the crowd and then you go back into another theater of another movie that you're interested in seeing but problem is you might catch it like in only in like the middle of it or you it might be starting but then there's another one you want to see after that um that starts maybe halfway through that movie so then you hop out and you you basically like people walk around the hallways all the time because they're going mm. to the bathroom or getting more concession stand they're doing whatever so like how closely they're really watching i don't know they might be watching closer now i feel like they have like those those infrared cameras and stuff in the theaters now I but probably what um, state you're in when you said you and your brother i was imagining you going in like with your brother on your shoulders <laughs> with a big flash and just paying for one <laughs> excuse me could we have one ticket Please. we'd like to see a rated r movie oh dude yes, I'm more than yeah. i you know what that reminds me we used to bring even when my kid was a, when young we used to bring in uh healthier popcorn diamond metalworks says i remember the time you gave me shit for liking gas station hot dogs street cart hot dogs and gas station hot dogs are two different things my friend two different things really that's that's that yes yes because okay. the, that's it we once brought this is when i was a kid this is the, i was so furious my, my wife got the like healthy popcorn and different shit and get in her backpack and this must have been after some sort of terrorist situation and the guy said i gotta look in your backpack they made me carry the backpack and i turned to them and i'm like i turned to my wife and i was just like i cannot believe i have i'm gonna be searched for this popcorn and i turned to the guy and i'm like look we all know what's in my bag if I, he said, look, I don't, and then he, I was just like, we all know it's in my bag. I don't think you need to look. I can tell you this. There ain't anything you're going to have a problem with. And he, he says to me, I said, I'm with my wife, and my kid, trust me. You don't need to look in my bag. I promise. I promise. And he goes, look, I know you have food in there. I don't, I have to look. And I was just like, and it was a very awkward situation. And I turned to my wife and kid. I'm like, I'm never doing this again for you. You guys bring your own fucking yeah. bullshit popcorn in. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> riding the pine this. The guy was just like, I can't believe I have to do, tell you this. But the funniest part is I said, we all know it's in my bag. We all, everybody knows. I mean, one of my, one of my homework, when I bring my, I'm 46 years old and I brought my homework to the, to the movie theater. We all know it's in my backpack. You don't need to look. That's why so. the, the, uh, the, usually my wife would, will bring like her large, shoulder bag or something like that because if you got a backpack i think that's like actually the standard like if you're bringing in a backpack they're checking it but if a woman's bringing in a purse they're not checking that so if they got a big purse they can fill a lot of food in there (laughs) my kid my kid was turning to my wife is he gonna go to jail (laughs) she's like yeah i hope so What you in for? I mean, for, uh, but, uh, uh, whatever it is. Uh, no, I smuggled a hot dog into one. Just smuggled a hot dog in. Come on, man. That was when I was in high school. A hot dog. I'm now. I don't care eat hot dogs anymore. Jeff, high cholesterol. So brown bagging it. Smuggled a hot dog in. That's that's the title for this show. Smuggled a hot dog in. Come on, we gotta give a good one for Pear's not listening to this part. We have to give it nice. So Para listened to what he was on, and then he won't listen to the rest of it. So you got to make it sure that people, that he, you know, he don't get to that part because he's going to be like, "What are these guys talking about? Why are we sponsoring Knife Talk? Hot dogs, hot dog smugglers? What the hell is going on here? Got to give him the good, good. You can't give him one of them. You can't give him one of them cheeky titles like you normally do. We gotta, right, we gotta, the dragon. Like, you know, stand up straight, prepare. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, something, something, something damn steel friendly. You can't. Smuggling hot dogs with pear from Dan Steel. You can't do that. You can't do that. Bird Forge says cargo pants. Everyone knows they're only made to smuggle candy into the movies. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Back to 
just back to Eric's <laughs> original question. He basically was saying is if you're if you're if you're if you're trying to sell your work now at home on online, is that virtual brown bagging because you're kind of taking away the spotlight of the people at Blade Show right now? There's going to be plenty of people hashtagging Blade Show and not being there, but just trying to get eyeballs on their work. Yeah, definitely. Without doubt. Oh, yeah. that's not that's a good move. Mm. Yeah, wait, what if you were in the show, but your stuff was on sale online? Is that that's some loophole that's some, at the show? Some, yeah, that's a Bitcoin brown bagging right there. I mean, that, that's, you just pull out your square and be like, yep, it's right there. It's online. You've seen it. That's the there you mo- go. There you go. Huh? Lena, look, I, I think that honestly, honestly, the really the interesting question was, is like, you know, we've been away for a year. This is people are probably P.S. I'm sure the pit is like ripe right now. Are we going to be ripe tonight yeah. with like high level debauchery? I think it's going to be I think a whole year has passed and people are going to like be putting it on a little bit harder this year. But I mean, was it was it, is it worth it? I mean, obviously, if they had to take the comments down, is it worth saying? Is it just like let's just give them a pass today? You know, I mean, times have been tough. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Jeff, take the next uh, one if you don't mind. Okay, like give me a second because I was so busy talking about all this stuff. Uh, okay, here we are. Nicholas C. Stone. Question for Craig. How do you do your glow-in-the-dark scale liners? All my attempts end with particles settling out before the resin cures enough. Ah, sorry, this chair is squeaking. It's not me. Oh, sorry. Um, I use um, a powder and resin, um, but um, as it's curing, I put it on the drill press table. Um, so anything I do with resin, I generally do that. Turn the drill press on and put it on the drill, uh, and that's slight vibration. Um, will keep things, keep things, you know, bubbles off and all that kind of thing. Um, as long as you mix really well, and with the, um, I think it's photoluminescence powder, I think that's what it's called, um, you can use a fair bit in that in resin. Uh, so you're probably not putting enough in, so it's probably settling to the bottom. Um, so, and if that is the case, if you're using them as liners, um, make sure when you do your molding for your liner, make sure that the bottom then would be the external part. Because it's like when you think of a liner in a knife, 90% of that isn't seeing the sunlight anyway because it's been covered by the rest of the handle. Um, so just make sure that, you know, if you are having a case of the powder is settling, make sure that when, you, when you're doing your cut, make sure that the cut is showing that, you know, the bottom, which you've already settled at, is the bit that will be visible to the, to the light and that kind of thing. Wow. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's yeah, really as simple as that. I'll just make a mold, or you can just get you know like a, a generally trying to use HDPE if you're doing any sort of casting or molding because things will peel off it easy enough or silicon. Um, yeah, make sure you know you've got a nice flat bottom because then you don't have to do any work yeah, afterwards. It'll come out perfectly flat. There we go, a nice flat bottom. There we go. <laughs> that's the is that the that's the Welsh calling card. A nice flat bottom. <laughs> Nice flat bottom. I've got to say, I was late today because it's it was like sort of five six p.m. here, and I was traveling from England into Wales, and everybody had the right idea. Everybody's doing the same thing, coming to Wales for the weekend. So, good on you. That's what I say. God's country, right? God's country, God's country. And I'm sure Griffith's <laughs> handmade knives in the chat would agree with me too. Uh, Morocco. Do you want to take the next one? 
Yeah, this next one, I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, there it is. It's from Luke Berklemans. It's from Luke Berklemans. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I have a question. At what temp will decarbs start on basic, basic carbon steel? I asked because I want to use my fancy new kiln for subcritical annealing, and I would prefer if, it didn't ha- if I didn't have to use foil wrap. Interesting. So I think I think we need to take a second just to appreciate the comment that I've just put up on the screen yeah. by Chris to say or Chris to say flat bottom molds make the rocking world go round. Mm, nice, nice, that's good. Comment of the day so far. <laughs> Sorry, Mareko, I rudely interrupted. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, so for me, I notice even when I'm doing a subcritical anneal at twelve fifty, I still get a little bit of decarb, but it's super light. I can see that being an issue if you're, if you're, well, wait, if you're doing a subcritical anneal, you haven't even finished heat treating the thing. So even if that little bit of decarb's there, this, that should be, that shouldn't be a problem, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, especially if you got more grinding to do, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just like spacing out and trying to think. So I wouldn't be concerned about it, but if you are concerned about it, it's going to decarb. So you might just have to use tool wrap foil. Wrap your tool. Make sure you don't get any decarb all over the place. Yeah, girl. Wrap that tool. Oh, I hope, I okay. hope her pair's not listening to this part. <laughs> Smuggling hot dogs <laughs> and wrapping that tool. If this party for him, I, he, he out. He's out. He ain't listening to this part. I don't blame him. Whilst we're talking about tools, I was at um, Alex Paul's place today, as I may have mentioned already. Um, and they were talking, we were talking about brought back uh, grinders. Um, how they just love the idea of them and the fact that all these different accessories and stuff are available. And I was saying to them, yes, they are the shit. So, Jeff, why don't you tell our lovely listeners and watchers all about your broadband? I mean, you can't get much more convenient and flexible. It's a, it's a great it's a great grinder made by knife makers, and it's a 2x72 grinder. You put it together. Uh, they are constantly having deals. They have a deal going on right this minute. I'm sure, I don't know if it's lasting, Pat, by the time we've posted. But by the time this is It's up, until Monday, no, the 7th. Until, until the 7th of June. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, they're doing great deals. And the, here's the best part about it. They really thought it through. So if you already have, you say, well, I don't need a grinder. I have a grinder. You can get their tool arms. All their tool attachments are amazing. I just saw Josh Weston, a friend of the show, was using one of their new sharpening systems that they're going to be unveiling. Yeah, that I one think by forty. Unveiling. That little that little baby grinder looked awesome. They have all yeah. sorts of buffing wheel attachments and fullering attachments and slack belt attachments, and it's just they they're constantly coming out with some really great stuff that's very versatile for you, especially if you have a grinder that fits the one and a half inch tool arm. So go to uh, broadbackironworks.com, put in night talk ten, they're going to give you ten percent off. Uh, obviously they have a sale going on now. You better check with their, uh, Instagram page, go follow them. Cause they're always having sales. And I know that this, this particular sale, this one during my, um, blade show is going to be the last sale until black Friday. So if you want to hop on it, Monday's your day, get, get to it. Um, yeah. Broadbackironworks.com, uh, cool. promo code knife talk 10 or use the promo code that they're using as we speak. Yeah. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cool. Now, I've been looking through the Instagram very quickly. I know, Jeff, you've probably taken a note, but we seem to have a lot of... How about some hot takes? Dude, we've had a lot of hot takes. I love hot takes. And um, the first hot take comes from your uh, blacksmith master, Craig, your your teacher, your master, uh, Moonshine Metalworks, sent in a hot take while you were, you know, slowly digesting his horrendous coffee um his hot take is <laughs> moonshine metal steve i'm still digesting oh, that stuff it's oh all... my god i mean <laughs> come on i mean you gotta be kidding me um hot take podcasters make so much money they can buy their whole team of the whole team of blacksmiths lunch i he <laughs> he said you came down and bought the whole you bought the whole crew lunch well, they they were kind enough to let me sort of nose in what they were doing. So and beer and beer, by the way, gracious. But, um, and they made yes, you late were, after you did all that for them. It's an outrage. Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> you bastards. bought the lunch. I mean, I would take it up with them, but Alex is about five times bigger than me. So <laughs> we, we'll, let's keep this keep this down. He's, he's a big guy. He came to my shop and held a sledgehammer. It looked like a small ball peen hammer in his hand. He's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> um. The next one comes from uh, Greg Klassen, last-minute uh, hot take. Uh, uh, stimulus checks enable people to not work. I like this. I like this hot take because this is the biggest problem. Is it's, it, people are getting unemployment and stimulus checks. And some of them, especially in the restaurant business, it's, they're deciding to not go to work. And I actually oh, just geez. saw this post. I never, I never get into fights on the internet just because it's like, it's so stupid. But this friend of mine had written that if, if restaurants paid their workers better, then they wouldn't have to worry about, they wouldn't be worrying about the stimulus checks. They'd rather come to work. And I muttered to myself, then when the prices of the restaurants go up, you better go. Because that, that's what's hmm. going to happen is like hmm. all these people who yeah. are saying they're not getting paid enough, which is true. They should be paid more. Um, however, don't bitch when the, if the food's too expensive because now you got to pay these guys. You know, they got to pay them something. Yeah. Yeah. Before we take the next hot take, we've got a question regarding our sponsor read that we just done for Broadback. Um, and Grateful Knives says, um, are the Broadback arms long enough to also work with the, the longer two-meter belts? Um, 
So you guys, do you know? What's two meters? <laughs> I mean, I mean I... twice as much as one. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know Thanks. in your in your I think, blacksmith. Isn't a meter three point two eight six feet? Three and a quarter. I'll so that'd be about seven so that would be it. like six and cha- seven and change. Um, you just might or have to get a change. bigger yeah. tool arm. I would I would think if it's bigger than a seventy two, it's bigger than seventy two inches. Yeah. Then I would say you probably have the room because I mean obviously different belts have different tensions. Right. Um, like the surface grinding tension, uh, the the Scotch belts are much they stretch and they you know you have to get adjust mm. to that. And there's a pile arm left on that. And when I when I when I go to a big old Scotch belt, there's a pile arm left in that machine. You know what I'm saying? I think you'd probably be yeah. fine. Yeah, I think so too because I mean the standard. Uh, grinding belt that we're using in the U.S. is two by seventy-two, seventy-two inches. Yeah, there you go. It's it, so Griffith put it up. It's it's basically a a, a five-inch difference. It looks like I'm doing a seven-inch difference. You should be able to pull that extra slack out with the arm because even in my like with my tool arm in the broadback, there's still like six or seven inches in there, and you don't actually have to pull it out another six or seven. Inch. You'd only have to pull it out maybe a couple right. more. Only have to pull it out a couple more inches to make uh, up the slap. I was struggling I mean, to find that button as quick as I could. I mean, this is clear. This is hot dog smuggling time. Don't worry. You got plenty of room. Thanks for the assist, Griffiths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it, it should fit then. Okay. No. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, we've taken a couple of hot takes. Um, I also know that we've got lots of tips as well. Um, I've seen lots coming through. Um, have you got a list of them there? I do. I do have uh, a list right here. Uh, this is the part of the show called I Know You Didn't Ask or Unsolicited Advice. Um, John A. Ayler, this is a bra- this is a Blade Show uh, special. This one's this is a good one. Blade Show pro tip. Don't drink too many beers and then barge into a conversation between Mareko and Don Nguyen or anyone else for that matter. <laughs> so I pressed him. I said, is this based on something that really happened? And he goes, I will neither confirm nor deny the story. So I guess he got wasted and just kind of like huddled up to you two at one of the Blade shows. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely happened a few times. And so, who, who who it was exactly, or which which uh, case it was, I don't know. Because I was probably a few beers in myself, but <laughs> people just kind of left you, especially when you've never met them before, and you're just like, oh, "Who are you? What?" <laughs> no introduction hmm. or anything. They just jump in. It'd be different hey, if they're like, "Hey, story. my name is blah blah blah." <laughs> True story. I was talking to, I think I was talking to Jeremy Spake one year, and Alex Steele jumped out of a bush and you know, hopped right out to me. And he came right up to me. I was just like, "Who is this little imp?" And it was Alex Steele hopped out of a bush, <laughs> hopped out of a bush, and I was talking to Spake, and all of a sudden Alex Steele hops out of a bush. Yeah, I'm telling you, big problem. The next. That's another potential title for the, uh, we got, the show. I'm telling you. Alex Steele popped out of a bush. <laughs> we gotta, I'm telling you, we got to be careful. We got to make sure that Hot dog Aaron doesn't realize how much of a mistake this was. Two Alex in the bush. <laughs> something like that. You got something. You got something. Or one Alex in the bush is worth two hot dogs in the hand. Or the armpit. <laughs> Mama Lucian. We better be careful. Damn, his parents just like, this was a huge mistake. I should have gone with Mark of the Maker. And with that, <laughs> something like that. I actually have to bail, unfortunately. But you guys have a good rest of your show. Oh.
I know. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. No, we, we got some good laughs in. Good deal. Well, we'll see you. We did. We <laughs> did. Um, good to speak with you. And we All shall right, speak you again very soon. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers Marco. Bye-bye. That was funny. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so, um, do you so, want some more tips? Well, sorry. Actually, yeah, the tips would be good, yeah. I actually have a good tip for you because I'm uh you were a CNC man. You you are a CNC. I know you were blacks, so now you're multifaceted, so mm. to speak. So it's now it's like, you know, besides now that you're Mr. CNC, you're also the Anvil man. So this one comes from Built Sharp because we were talking about last week I was talking I think last week we were talking about using a CNC machine for 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 uh milling scales, G10 scales. And um, Forge just says, "Don't worry, Mareko's gone, but Craig now has our forging questions covered." Perfect. Thank God. Perfect. You're the man. Craig. Craig's the man. He's got it under control. I'm with him. Um. So, Built Sharp. Adam for Built Sharp says he's been having a lot of luck with these little guys on uh, for G and G10 on a CNC. Daytron makes a great single flute cutter. And lots of them are aimed at small machines. It was $80, but it's brand new, and I've run out of four sheets of 12 by 12 G10. Get that DLC single flute ball nose, and you're on easy street. I don't know what any of that means, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, single flute ball it's a good nose. Tip. I, mean, <laughs> I guess. G10. <laughs> G10 can be really abrasive on tools. So, yeah, that's that's a really good tip. And for anybody, and we just mentioned CNC, anybody who really wants to get into it, um, Aaron Goff, who's like the CNC master for knives, has just released a video, I think, yesterday, um, showing some really basic CNC stuff. So if you want to you get into that, um, it's a really good sort of primer for that. It's really cool. Grateful Knives says single flute is perfect for plastics. What's the difference between a single flute and another type of fluted? I mean, what would you use? You, is there a double flute? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's quite normal. So if you think of a like a like a drill bit, okay. Um, you know that flute that's going round. Yeah. Um, with a mill, you can have various cutting cutting edges if you like. Um, so a single flute. Um, yeah, good for plastic, as as Grateful Knife says. Yeah. I would love to get into. I mean, that's the one thing is like, I in my mind, I was thinking it would be great to be able to to get all that work done uh out of the out of a g out of a cnc machine but i'm just too just like i can't i mean i'm not like you i can't just pick up a new skill like out of the drop of a hat i mean i'm just like you know so it's not, i wouldn't say i pick up a new skill it's just that I've, i have a lot of i'm saying blacksmith now you're a blacksmith now i'm a blacksmith obviously yeah, yeah. I, need to grow, I need to grow a beard now that's what i'm that's where i'm fucked i'll never be able to grow a beard <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> how many hairs would it be like five <laughs> yeah, a couple of silver ones on the chin. Yeah, like somebody's grandmother. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't say I, I'm good at quick at picking up skills. I just think I've, I have a lot of downtime where I can't be in the shop, um, either, whether it's noise reasons or whatever. And I've got I'm sitting with kids watching bloody Paw Patrol or Peppa Pig. So those are the times I can use a laptop and yeah. you know, do the sort of soft skills, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I look. I, I, I'm envious. I'm envious, and that is definitely the way of the future. If you talk about like all of our friends or we see on Instagram, they're all using. Uh, you know, Jimmy Duress is a perfect example. He's using CNC for mm. almost everything, and he's and he's yeah. not he's not relying on it. I mean, he's a you know, it's just a an, an addition to his you know an arrow in his quiver, so to speak. Yeah. So. Right Edgeworks, right with a W, Right Edgeworks says, I know you didn't ask, but if you haven't tried out Broadbeck Ironworks new game changer belts, you're missing out. 
they last much longer and the tape seam uh, bump is almost non-existent. Best higher grit belt grit belts on the market. I didn't really know oh, about wow. that. I'm, uh, I'm going to go check those out. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we're now having sponsors competing with each other. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we were. I mean, that's not Broadbeck's main move. I mean, obviously, com. Hmm. You know, that's not their main situation. I mean, they're they're moving arms and stuff, but uh, whatever. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our friend Hey Budin. Hey Budin, aka uh, Stephen Connor, says, "Here's a, some unsolicited advice. I know you didn't ask, but if the container doesn't say to, if the container doesn't say to, always open away from face." I guess <laughs> I think you're. There's a story behind that one, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a story behind that one. You were going to say I was going to. Yeah. I think I interrupted you. No, I was just going to read a question that we've had in the uh, in the chat. Um, how many nails did you make today? Um, I didn't make any nails. So um, at the very top of the show, I quickly displayed this uh, blacksmith's knife that um, Steve from Moonshine Metalworks kindly helped me make. Um, so he's doing a class actually on Sunday, um, like a knife in a day class. Um, so I was the, the experiment today of somebody who can barely use a hammer. Um, and we managed to we managed to do this in about 30 minutes. We, we were pretty pleased with it. So it just needs a bit of grinding now. I'm going to give you that. some credit because he did send me some messages. And one thing is he said that he showed you how to do something in half an hour that it normally takes somebody a whole day. So I, if, you, if you want a little bit of congratulatory... He, he, he fixed a lot of my mistakes. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, yeah, we didn't have much time. So it was a case of me doing a heat, then him doing a heat, fix my mistake... I'd mess it up again. He'd do it. He'd fix up my mistake. It was going. And then he had you using a power hammer too, which is great fun, isn't it? Oh I've my never god! Used one before, obviously. Oh my god! It was great. You can't get much, yeah. but can't get much more power hammers. It's about as fun as it gets. Yeah. But to, just yeah. to describe your blacksmith knife, and I'm under the, I would imagine, you obviously, didn't heat treat it and stuff like that. It's, so it's basically a forged blade, and then they you forge the tang, and the top of the tang is parallel to, is top is the same as the sp- line of the spine. He forges it long does a little scroll, brings it back under the Ricasso, and then you have that classic blacksmith's knife. Yeah. So it should be fun there's for you a, to... There's a slight a slight distill taper already sort of forged into it. Um, but yeah, it just needs a grind. Well, a heat treat and then a grind. Um, what I'm not happy with is this area here, which is sort of the heel of the blade. Um, it's it's very sort of curves in, where ideally I think that should be nice and square. Yeah, but you, did you ever, never, this is the first thing you've ever done. This is the first thing you've ever forged in general. It's the first thing you've ever forged. I mean, you're not supposed you're not supposed to do a knife the first time. You know that? You're supposed to fuck around well, with nails. Yes, that's why yeah. that's why one of our listeners yeah. said how many nails you do because <laughs> they like to send you making yeah. nails. Yeah. But I've got to say, Steve is a great teacher. You can see why Alex has him doing classes there. A great, great teacher um, at explaining the things. And he actually gave you credit as well because they had a, a progression board um of of these knives and of various bottle openers that kind of thing um and it just helps like people like me who are quite visual you know yeah. just being able to see each stage it's like, okay i need to get to that stage next i need to get to that stage next it just helps massively we noticed when when we were at the center for metal arts it was really hard to explain what needs to because mm. blacksmithing a lot of the things is the small tiny details that you wouldn't get unless you actually see it. So if you have something that you can look it up to and say, okay, this is the same size. This is where I'm supposed to be. This looks the same. It makes it, you don't have to go up to the professor and say, is this right? Because that's the other thing. Blacksmithing is very important to be able to like know exactly what you're, 
you know, know exactly where you're going. There shouldn't be any, you know, there shouldn't be any question if you're correct or not. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. psyched. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple more unsolicited advice if you want. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one comes from Noah Bloomberg. He says, I know you didn't ask, but the best hand soap for getting grime off is called tar, tar kelp, tar kelp. I'm not kidding. And it's at Harbor Freight for like $2. Gojo can suck it. So it's like one of these pumice pump, I pump, pumice pump right. situations. Okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking soap. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why we had it. I mean, fine. My hands have never been so good because I've been out of the shop now for 12, 13 days. And my hands are sort of, nature is healing, as right, they say. Right. But um, yeah, they're looking good. So yeah, by the way, we did mention it. I'm, I'm free to leave the house and explore the world now. So we had to quarantine for 10 days a bunch of tests and stuff we had to do over that time and they all come back negative so we're we're free to go look at you look at you the um this last one comes from baltic blades uh baltic blade says uh advice as a new maker one of your focuses should be finding a local community group or forum you'd be amazed at how many people are willing to help share knowledge and resources especially knife makers I guess the respect comes from knowing that the other guy has a knife on him. I mean, he was, you were, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, come on. So, We've had some unsolicited advice in the chat as well. Again, from Grateful Knives, um, unsolicited advice for Craig. Grind the point of the hardy a bit smaller and use masking tape to make a tight fit. Prevent splitting of the anvil and break in the hardy. I don't know what most of that means. Um... Grind the point of the hardy point a bit hardy. smaller using masking tape to make a tight fit, prevent splitting the anvil and breaking the hardy. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, yeah. I mean. So when it's putting it into the hardy hole, make it smaller, use tape, and it'll give it a bit of sort of cushion in, extra cushion for the push-in maybe. Well, actually, I just, on my Peter Wright anvil that I just got, um, there was a, a, a stake tool in it and it was jammed in there. And it wasn't jammed in there for any other reason than it was, we've been in there for years and it rusted in there. And I just gave it a hit underneath. Usually I would, in the, in the future for me, if I'm making hardy tools, I've made a couple hardy tools, but if I was going to make a hardy tool, I would consider the anvil that it was going in and making it a little bit longer as to make sure you can knock it out. So that's right, a kind yeah. of a good move Below. too. Yeah. So. Lots of like tips in the chat here, actually. So, um, L. Secon Blacksmith, I think the name is. Um, visit Hereford College of Art for all the blacksmithing needs, and that's down in the in the sort of southwest of England. Um, he said it's like the centre of metal arts, but it's in the UK. Um, that's cool. That's where they do the. Uh, that's where they do the. Um, the what is it the 55 the 72 55 millimeter challenge or the 32 millimeter whatever millimeter it is is a challenge where you have to forge something out and they had a really nice oh, wow. it a really that's a great it's a really great place definitely great nice nice and nuts uh, nuts connie has said have you ever broke the hardy jeff no i have never broken the hardy hardy tool I don't really use a lot of hardy tools. The hardy tools I use is a cutoff, a hot cutoff. Uh, I've never broken one. And I like, one of my favorites is the fork for when you're forging uh, scrolls. It's nice to have a bending fork. So I have a bending fork mm -hmm. in one of them. And I actually use the bending fork when I'm isolating uh, the top of a bottle opener. So that I have oh. never broken one. No. We've, got, we've got a call. There you go. I think we may have a roving reporter. There you go. 
I think they're on the the Blade Show Wi-Fi, maybe. Oh boy! And um, nothing is connected. Barely hear you, Craig. I'm at I'm at Blade Show 2021. It's a roving Atlanta, Georgia. It's a roving reporter. Introduce yourself, please. Say that one more time, Craig. Sorry, it's loud here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's getting a bit crazy there. Um, introduce yourself. Who are you? Oh, hey, my name is Brian House from the Work For It podcast right here on the Makery Network. Wait a sec. Are you promoting your own work on our podcast? <laughs> you know the rules. Don't, don't hang up on me. I, I promise I, I will not do it again. I promise. How are things there? How, how's it looking? It's unbelievable, man. It, there's so many people here. I've met uh, a bunch of people that I've been talking with for years on um, – Instagram and on Facebook, and I'm just getting a chance to like connect with all these people and all these amazing makers. It's absolute. The energy here is fantastic. Now, tell the truth now, Brian. Are you are you brown bag in there? You know the brown rules. bag, and of course, of course, <laughs> I've got a bottle of red wine. Actually, I bought a box of red wine, and then I took the box off of the bag, and I've got it in a camel back with a hose, and I'm just sipping on it as I go. I think that, because that's how it's done. That's acceptable brown bagging, though. That's fine. I, you're just the, the whole brown bagging thing is you're not supposed to sell your knives if you're not if you don't have a booth. It makes me more social and it makes me a nicer person. Now, what can I say? I'm, I'm just and I got I got to take a little of the edge off. You're the man. Who who have you managed to catch up with at, at the show? Oh gosh, uh, John Norwood from Old Hickory Forge, uh, Elmer Rouse. Uh, I'm standing right here with Jason Knight, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, I haven't actually spoken with him yet, but I'm standing in front of his awesome booth. Uh, I'm about ready to go up and say hi to Jason. Uh, man, there's, uh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, to be honest. We just got off the plane, so we've only been here for a couple of hours. But, uh, yeah, lots of awesome makers here. I think if Jason is wearing one of his kilts, I, need, I think you need to tell him how much you enjoy his pretty skirt. And I think you should do that maybe yeah. live on the show, just so we can hear oh, the reaction. Come on, be cool. don't do it to him. <laughs> he is not wearing a kilt. He is not wearing a kilt. He's and and I'm, okay. being a, uh, I'm being very um, uh, considerate because he's talking with somebody. He's actually making – looks like he's working with somebody, so I'm not going to interrupt him. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's wearing jeans, believe it or not. <laughs> Wow, that's okay, a good cool. reporter. You are a good reporter. <laughs> yeah, you're setting the tone. What are people wearing? <laughs> this just in: Jason Knight's ball hair is blue, showing everyone right here. He's going to get thrown out any moment now. Any moment. <laughs> Reporting to you live from Blade Show 2021, wow. Brian House. Over and out. Over and out. Thank you very much, Brian. We should speak to you soon. All right. Appreciate you Cheers, guys. Mate. Have bye a great bye. day. Bye bye. All right. Bye. That's how. That's an, ex- that's an exclusive. Jason Knight's ball hair is blue. That's how you do right, a okay. report. I mean, the ball hair part. I mean, obviously, he's been hitting that, hitting that, bought that bag of wine. He's been slurping on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's going hard in the paint with that bag of wine. <laughs> We've had a few people say, "Get an interview with Jason." Get an we, interview with Jason. We already but, did. Uh, yeah, we already did. Yeah, we we have. Yeah, we had a good show with him actually. Yeah. Right, any more um, unsolicited advice? Not from the DMs. Not from the DMs, but uh, that, that was it on the DMs. I was just seeing if our other roving reporter was going to call in. I had to send a message to one of our other roving reporters just to kind of give oh, us right. a... Sorry, it looked as if I'd zoned out then, but I'm. If you, if you can picture this, there's a window right opposite me, 
and I'm at my sister's house at the moment, and two gentlemen just walk down the driveway putting on rubber gloves and wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, I hope they're not coming for me. Um, but um, thankfully, they've gone elsewhere. But why they're walking down the street putting on rubber gloves, I don't know. I have other hot takes. I only went through a couple of them. Um, but I have a ton of hot takes. But it really is up to you. You want to save them for next week. Um, Let, let's take one. How about some hot takes? <laughs> okay, more hot takes. Uh, <laughs> this one's another one. Uh, this one's from Dan Pedersen Knives. Uh, I used to use normal clamps and jigs to hold my knives and material. Then a shipment of can't twist clamps finally came to Australia, and I jumped on the opportunity to buy some, and boy, am I glad that I did. These clamps are unreal. They don't twist or move, and they have a load of clamping power due to its cantilever design. They also come in handy for sealing up loose cants that won't shut up. I think that was... I don't think can't. I think Australian cans are different. Uh, I can't Maybe, remember. Yeah. I can't recommend these can twist clamps enough. That's not really a hot take, but uh, they yeah, were. no, they are cool, and they were a former sponsor of ours. Um, but also, you know, if we're talking sponsors, it's probably time that we mentioned the best sandpaper in the world, which is from Indasa USA, and I think they may be at Blade. I think they may they may have some sort of booth there, or they may be brown bagging. Who knows? Um, but they make Rhino Wet, which is by far the best sandpaper that's out there. Um, it just goes that much further than any other sandpaper, and makes really light work of any sand uh, of any sanding. And you can get that from Texas Farrier Supply, TexasFarrierSupply.com, where they have not only Rhino Wet but lots of other stuff for the knife maker. And you can also get a discount on whatever you buy from them. Using Knife Talk 10, you're going to get 10% off the order. So make sure you head over to TexasFarrowSupply.com and you fill up your basket with Rhino Wet and a bunch of other good stuff that they've got. There you go. I actually have a, a very nice message from Bob Ryan. This is we're gonna we're gonna start to do a little bit more of. I think that we need a little bit more positivity in our lives. Bob Ryan says, mm-hmm. I don't have a question, a hot take, or a beef. I just wanted to share some positive help. I just received from our community. I just went to grab my heat treating foil and realized I have none left. And I have a hard deadline on a blade. I reached out on Instagram and some local knife makers, two guys I've never met, Jay from Caps Cutlery, Caps Cutlery that we know, and Aaron from yeah. Left Coast Custom Knives, another one listener of our podcast. Within 30 minutes, these guys were both willing to help and had me hooked up with a plan to get me some foil. Very thankful for this community and its willingness to help a stranger in need. Just trying to spend, ascend, uh, spread some positivity. Thanks. I think that's a really awesome. nice story. And if you wanted to send me stories of po- how, how positive things were, um, we are 100% with you. I just got a picture from our roving reporter. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to DM it to you. I'm going to send it to you. This is, I don't know if you can see, but there is... Wait, there, let's make you, make you large. This is... Our roving reporter, Brian House, and Jason Knight, as we spoke. And he was correct. Jason does have blue ball hair. He was correct, yes. <laughs> good old good man. Brian, you're the man. The man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you want to send us some positive pants confirmed, he said that he wanted to make sure that we knew that Jason was wearing pants. So, pants are confirmed. <laughs> um, that was a really nice thing. If you guys want to send some, uh, you know, positive, positive things positive things uh to the podcast we can do that too um, yeah it's always good 
Well, it was good. Here is, this is from Jens. Jens, dear KTP, thanks for the amazing podcast yet again. And thank you especially to Mr. Lockwood for all the hard work you make, you do to make this happen. You've made so many people laugh and learn above all, above, above all listening to you guys. If I may, I would like to give a big shout out to Cuddlebrook Knives. Andy is an amazing dude who makes beautiful knives. Uh, I ask him lots of silly questions as I'm a beginner in this amazing craft. He's always helped me and I'm grateful that this whole community is very helpful and supportive. Thanks again, KTP, and keep up the amazing work. Um, nice. And just to kind of nice. spiral downwards, um, Jamie Mackey says, uh, hot take, fuck J-Weight belts, the twisty, tangly bastards. <laughs> I got a funny story. <laughs> William Cunnick, Cumin, I, I, just a side note. So I had my first podcast was with my buddy Nico Tavernese, who's called The Downward Spiral, and I had some semi-friends who decided that they were going to do the antithesis and created a podcast called The Upward Spiral. So we did a fake radio war. This is one of the reasons why I don't do any radio wars with any other podcasts, <laughs> because they don't understand that it's a bit. So I did a radio war with The Upward Spiral, and you know, one of the guys on The Upward Spiral was like this comedian. I'm like, this guy's not a comedian. This guy's been, I have listened to this podcast. This guy's been funny once. I just went hard in the paint for this guy. And we thought, this is standard radio war. It's all a bit relaxed. The guy wrote yeah. this message from the upward spiral to Nico. What a piece of shit you are. It was so bad. <laughs> Nico says, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. And that was one of the reasons why the upward spiral, like kind of stopped us for a couple months. Cause he was so devastated. Oh, so yeah. So the upward wow. spiral, that was a, just a weird story. Um, News just in, actually. Dharma Steel have just um, Instagrammed a, a giveaway that they've got for their new patterns. So head on over to Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, and you can win um, some steel with their new patterns, which is pretty awesome. There you go. Well, it's really up to you in regards to what you want to do, uh, questions, or I get some more hot takes, or I'll let you whatever you want to do. Let's take just two hot takes, maybe, and then we'll talk about what we got planned for the week. Um, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. Okay, maybe. this is a good one. This is appropriate during Blade Show. Uh, Jer Drum Knives says, here's a hot take slash unsolicited advice. Um, ranting about how shitty the internet connection at Blade Show is and asking people to video call you from the same place is counterproductive. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Quite true, as we've just experienced. That yeah. is true, but we yeah. made it happen. We at least got one. I, I sent a message to Stelter. He might have, He might be, you know, he might be sitting in like, uh, you know, <laughs> sitting in Steve Schwarzer's pocket or something like that. I don't know what, I don't know what's going <laughs> he's been, on. He's there. been thrown out. He's been thrown he's out for brown bagging. Brown bagging definitely. It. Maybe <laughs> Will Stelter has been brown bagging and thrown out. Um, yep. Nick Edwards says, uh, I know... Um, I don't know if you've used this one already, but hey, guys, here's a hot take. Every knife maker wants to make a sword, even the ones that say they don't. I think that's a pretty good hot take, too. Mm, yeah, maybe it's a hot take. And maybe this one, last one. I mean, go ahead. I was just saying, with my forging experience now, I think a, fo a, a, a sword should be next on the list. You know, a, you know, a thousand layer Damascus, uh, all forged weld, you know, by myself now, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, like the, a... I like the obviously part. I know that there's a power hammer in your future. I think that you're going to be looking for like, <laughs> hey, Jeff, do you think we should get a sponsorship with Anyang? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, say, why do you why do you ask that? He's like, just just wondering, because they got a place in, in France they can ship to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah fine. Get yourself. Well, we were talking about this today at, at Alex's, that the new shop will be three times the size. So I can have a dedicated space if I did want to do, you know, some sort of forging. 
Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm clearly a master already. I mean, that's Master Smith. That's Master Smith level shit there. I mean, if that's the first thing you've done in half an hour, yes, I think off the street you get a master bladesmith. That is. That is Steve's work mainly. I'll be honest with you. I say he's been—he was just correcting all my stuff. Mm. Um, grateful knives, Craig. Are you going to organize a hammer in yet? <laughs> one step at a time. One step at a time. Speaking please. of master bladesmiths, uh, I interviewed uh, Jordan Lamote um, on Tuesday, mm. and he told me the cool thing was he told me I had no idea. He didn't even announce it that he was going to. Uh, he said on the podcast that he was going to test to be a master bladesmith, and it came out today, and he passed. So he's uh, oh, he's, wow. a, he's a master Jordan Lamotte's a master bladesmith now. So that's a, super cool. He's a really awesome. really cool. I mean, you want to talk about like the height of human like evolution? I think the Lamotte family mm-hmm. might be there. We're like playing kickball <laughs> outside of that door in the brain. They've all unlocked already. That whole family, professional musicians, oh, and also yeah. it's like I mean, we're like we're in Ubermensch territory over there in the Lamotte family. I mean, this is like this is a, mm. they've unlocked a door in that brain. I mean, he had a brain tumor taken out. He's still <laughs> smarter than all of us for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I mean, you can't get. I mean, a high level kids the bastard placement is super. It's like twenty something. So. Oh, and then the last hot take is going to be from Jordan Lundquist. Lundquist. Yeah, he wanted me to make Lundquist. Uh, school is making our kids dumb and lazy. These damn auto-flushing toilets are a curse at home. I'm sick of walking into the bathroom to a turd submarine looking at me. They don't even know how to flush a toilet. Could be worse. Jesus Christ. Could be an upper, upper decker. You know what an upper decker is? No. What's it? I, I, do I need to know? <laughs> There's this so com- there's a comedian named Jim Florentine and he says he used to do upper deckers, and upper deckers where you take the like the lid off the the top of the toilet, and mm. you poop in there. So when oh. as, so it's, as oh okay, so it's like yeah yeah that was, there's no need for that yeah yeah so no need there you go that one um, Eric Markman just said a hammer in at Craig's place at the Cutelia weekend next year. Um, it would be lovely to do some sort of event, and I'm sure, yeah, it, one will come in the future, I'm sure of it, sure of it. But shall we talk about our hopes and dreams? Hopes and dreams for the week. Um, Jeff, do you want to go first? Yes. I had something I was going to say. I'm, um, I'm... We're trying to figure out. I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the end of my list, and I started to make some knives to sell directly online, including some more forks and stuff. And I've just come up with this. I come up with this new colorway that I named and I'm so fucking happy with the name. So it's, it's a blue handle. There's a pink liner and there's orange and yellow. And it looks like, and my friend Keith decent said to me, he said, it reminds me of an eighties ski lift, a ski, a ski slope outfit. And I, he says, I hope you don't take his insult. <laughs> I, I said, you, you know what? I don't take this insult at all. And this morning I was doing uh, the, the, I was just kind of going over it and I came up with the name, I'm calling that colorway now bubblegum lift ticket. So that nice. is my new, that is the new <laughs> title for that colorway bubblegum lift ticket. So I'm, I want to get deep into that bubblegum lift ticket. Nice. I want more of that. Nice. Um, my week. We are taking a holiday from our holiday um on sunday so uh we're over here on a sort of part holiday part work kind of thing um but um we're going away properly on holiday on sunday um just to the west west wales where they've got some beautiful beaches all that kind of thing um for five days 
And then we're coming back and we've booked this like quite a swish sort of hotel for a few days before we head back to France. Swish. So, yeah, so I've got no, <laughs> you know, I can't be doing any knife work at all. I did start a couple of weeks ago revamping the website, which I, about once a, once a year, I'll do like a refresh and, you know, try and keep it fresh. Um, but then I, I started and I thought, well, why, why do it? Because, it, you know, what I did wasn't as good as what I already had. Um, so I thought, yeah, don't, you know, try to fix what's not broken. So I've scrapped that, which has given me a lot more time again. So yeah, I'm going to be sitting on a beach, um, probably buried in sand by the two kids. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to having, you know, a proper, proper holiday um, for what, which will be a week. And then we, then we head back to France. So, so next week's show will be, I think maybe from the hotel that we'll be in. Um, and wow. then the following week we'll be, we'll be in France. So. Are you so, having yeah, a nice so time while you're in Wales? We are. It's um, we're sitting at my sister's house, um, so it's really nice to have you know extra pair of hands with the kids and things like that. Um, but you know now we we're allowed out and we've done our ten days. Um, we've just been feasting, um, and I think we're we're helping the the restaurant economy because they've been struggling for months and months. So that's my excuse for eating all the good stuff <laughs> i have but um one question what would yeah. if you i know you're planning on it what are some things that you're going to bring back to france that you know that you'd miss otherwise oh good good question um there's a bunch of things we always have tea bags which are like they're like a currency amongst the Brits in France, really, because they they do they do they do tea in France, but it's not as good as as British tea. Um, so yeah, we take as much um, of that back as possible. Welsh cheese, because even though France has some amazing cheeses, they don't do like a, a good strong cheddar, and that's what we miss. So we take big blocks of cheese with us, um, and you know you're not meant to take it over the border, so we're hiding it under the kids' seats and we're Brown trying to smuggle the these big blocks. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And um, you probably don't get them. Um, Oxo cubes. So oh, sure. Um, beef yeah. stock cubes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, they do them in France, but they're, they're slightly different over here. Um, so, yeah, these things, I said, they're like currency. Back back to the Brits back home. But anybody goes back to the UK, they're like, well, make sure you bring back tea bags. Make, make sure you well, bring back like How much tea would you be bringing back? Oh, a thousand bags kind of thing, you know? How long would that Tea-bags. last you? few months maybe a few oh months my god how much tea do you drink for christ's sake you must be yeah, peeing all the time we drink a lot of tea we <laughs> drink a lot and not only that we're having a lot of work done so we're getting a lot of builders in the house that kind of thing and you know builders are famous for drinking strong tea um so yeah griffith's handmaid said he's taking back pot noodles and monster munch definitely not definitely not do you do you know what a pot noodle is i would think it's probably like ramen noodles or something like that but i'm not kidding yeah sure. but it's, it's a particular brand and it is yeah they're known for not being the most healthy it's got all this powdered shit on top yeah. you put your uh, not good, not good. yeah rainy so day no, forge we... says a thousand tea bags i think i'm in the same camp i'm like that is a that is a lot of tea <laughs> would you give were you going to give them away to other people or no no this this will be our stash i mean Do you drink tea every Brits, day we oh i just drank a cup of tea during the show um how many i mean aren't you just you're not going to the bathroom all the time? No, probably five or six cups a day. My wife, probably twice as much as that. Oh, um, my God. That is a yeah. ton of tea. <laughs> it is. It's good for your gut. It's good. Is it? Because I'm drinking I this dandelion tea for my so. liver and my kidneys. 
My mm. God, I am going to the bathroom. I just drink one a day. I am mm. going to the bathroom every five minutes. This is just a very bog standard black tea, you know, a British black tea. It's, you know, nothing special about it. And what's the proper way to drink it? And I'll leave you alone. I'm just curious. So uh, this is all the stuff I need. Uh, I don't know. Griffith's handmade knives is right. If it's not tatley, it's not tea. So the proper way to drink it is it is from a kettle. So you put two tea bags in the in the kettle, boil the water. It needs to be completely boiling. You can't reboil water, so it needs to be fresh water, which you boil once. What's no the reboils. Because there is a reason. Um, it's the oxygen. It, it, it takes all the oxygen out of the water, and it gives you stinky breath. So if you reboil water to make tea, you get the stinky breath. So never reboil the water. Always fresh water. Boil it. Onto the tea bags. Um, leave it for about five, six minutes in the, in the kettle. Then when you pour into the cup, it's always tea first and then milk after. These people who put milk in first, they're absolute animals. And <laughs> I, they'd be off my friends list. So tea first, a little bit of milk at the end. Quick stir. You're ready to go. Ready to go. There you have it. Grateful Knives drinks two litres of tea a day. Oh, my God. You guys must be urinating all the time. I would be going to bat the, at, at night if you go to the bathroom three times a night. Drink it's that a much British tea. thing. It's, it's completely British. If anybody knocks on the door, they come in for a cup of tea. You know, it's, it's, it's a very British thing. So um, if you don't finish the, the kettle, what do you do? You pour it out? The pot. You if if you, it's like saying if you don't finish the bottle of wine. It's going to be finished. It's going to be finished. Well, all right, sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to be offensive. You know? And with that, all that tea talk, I think that's the show. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, it's a shame Morocco couldn't stay with us all throughout the whole show because, yeah, um, yeah we had fun. And it was really nice getting Pear on the show as well, um, mixing things up a little bit. But... Um, Thank you all for listening. Thank you for those who've been watching live. And for those who haven't, it must be Monday morning. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. That's so much tea. Six to ten is pretty standard in the UK, says um, L. Bags or cups? Cups. Cups. Because yeah. I'm thinking that's a lot of tea. That's, I'm thinking like you're going through a lot of tea bags. <laughs> I mean, you just you don't reuse the tea bags, right? You don't or is reuse. that like for animals too? That's for animals. But um, some people use one bag per cup. So rather than use a kettle, they'll put a tea bag in the cup and fill it up with water and leave it for a minute, then take it out and do it that way. So, yeah, That's what I do, but I leave it for five minutes. Mm, yeah, no maybe. good? I don't know. I'm just... I, 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 that would be like I'm a builder's fascinated. tea, five minutes. <laughs> it, it, it's, very, yeah, it's very much a British culture thing, um, tea. Yeah. I used to work for, a, uh, for, a Brit, for an English sculptor, and he used to make me go and get tea for us. And then he would make me oh, put the tea bag in, and, and he says, "And when you cross this street, then take the tea bag out." Like he—that's that's when he wanted me to take the tea bag out, and he could yeah. tell, he could yeah. tell what street I took the tea bag out. It was so obnoxious. Like I think you can calm down with the when I took the tea bag out if I cross the street or not. I mean, please. There's and then he got of... me into Thai food tea. 
Typhoo. Yeah, you only get an ooh with Typhoo. That was the that was the uh You only get a what? You only get an ooh with Typhoo. <laughs> that was oh. their ad back in like the eighties. But uh, there's lots of tea talk in the chat. Um the art of craftsmanship says, I can't believe you don't understand this. Boil first, then the tea bags in. Or do you do you put the tea bags in, then boil it? No, 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 well, no, no. That's no. I, even I know that. I mean, it's like yes. putting pasta in the water before you boil it. You can't do that. Grateful eyes. Do you ever drink tea without milk? Uh, not like a normal black tea. No, no. And ready I'm day doing forwards. dandelion tea. I got the dandelion tea without milk. No sugar, no milk. I like right. it now. I'm really digging it. Nice. And would you say it's good for your kidneys? Do you say it's supposed to be for your liver? Liver, right? Yeah. I'm like trying to like get my. I'm trying to get my liver points up. However, my wife has gotten me whipped. She's uh, throwing it in my face too, which is annoying. Uh, so. Rainy Day Four just said that your camera is very clear today. It is. It does. It that's does because, look very clear. It's because I have the light correctly. Rainy Day. Ah, rainy yeah, Day is. He's worried about how I look all the time. <laughs> uh, rainy Day is. Uh, he, they're the part of. I mean, this is this is obviously Monday morning now, but the can iron guys are doing something with some blacksmiths. I mean, yeah, Morocco's doing something with them, isn't he? Yeah. Morocco's doing something with them on Saturday. I know Pat Quinn's involved, and a few other guys are going to be doing some. I think a a, a hopping, a hopping, yeah. something like that. I'll, pro- I'll probably get the call for next year now. Now they've seen the the forging skills. Yeah. Oh, of, absolutely! I, I'm going to sponsor you. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be anytime someone now when somebody says, "Do you forge knives?" I'm like, "Not really," but I know who does. <laughs> Lockwood. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I just had lots of fun there today. They were so welcoming. Honestly, it was yeah. great. Um, you know, Alex wasn't meant to be in today, but, you know, he popped in then, you know, he, when he knew I was there and stuff. So, yeah, they were just really welcoming and gracious with their time because, you know, they're, they're, it's a it's a production environment there, yeah. you know. They're, they're, they're slowed oh, yeah. under with orders all the time. So, you know, for Steve to take that time out and spend some time with me, yeah, I really do appreciate it. But um, Did you see the stuff that they're making? Did you see the axes and stuff? Yes. Well, they've got like um, a canteen area, you know, where they have their lunch and stuff. And they had, it must have been hundreds of axes on the wall. So Alex has a collection of axes. And I said, wow, and he's, you know, he's talking me through some of these axes. He said, that that's not even half of them. He's got, he's it. got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And it's such a cool shop. It was... Uh, so they've got various rooms there, you know, and they've got a wood room where they only do the wood as well. It's, it's, it's really, it's really, really nice there. Um, but so, so clean, um, you know, considering what they're doing there, it was just yeah. kept so, so clean. Yeah, it was, it was really, really impressive. And that, that it's obviously a great, great team there. They all get on really well, all very, very, very friendly. Yeah, really, really cool people. I would say that Alex is... Uh, a very under, uh, not underrated, but like I think people don't realize how smart he is business wise. Yes. Because his yep. whole direction is much more is much more customer focused than most blacksmiths are, and yeah. that's what's something that's very surprising to me because he knows that like yeah you can make he used to make railings and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. why don't you make you know coffee scoops and you know things that people can use in the kitchen and. He's just very that cookbook he has is outstanding. Yeah. One of the best cookbooks I've ever seen. Where he has every chef make something, and they use a, one of his the kitchen tools he uses. He's yeah. extraordinarily forward thinking in regards to modern day blacksmiths. Definitely, yeah. And we we had a big conversation about um, you know CNCs and that kind of thing, and you know how you know whether it's blurring the lines between you know handmade and all the rest of it. And you know for somebody who does something so traditional. Um, 
you know, he he's quite happy to you know to get stuff yeah. laser cut out and all that first. You know, it, you know, it's 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 moving things forward. You know, he's yeah, really really smart guy. Amazing business sense on him. Um, huge. But he's huge. just assembled this this great great team. Really good team. And they, Joe there's a couple. Is, Joe is incredible. Joe is like insane. He's like he. I call him a young. I, I call him a young British Cliff Dufton. Because it's like they're that kind of same mentality, this like degree of like ridiculous perfection and in forging, as you know, how yeah. how hard it is to gain that pers- that uh I found it quite easy. But they, <laughs> <all> they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best bit of the whole time, the whole time. Very but good. they all um they all proudly have their Cliff Dufton hammers. So yeah. once you've been there for a year, Alex will buy you um, a Cliff Dufton hammer. Um, so you said the idea is they want to they want to be sponsored by Cliff Dufton. <laughs> Do we, got, at one point before the pandemic, before the pandemic, they were going to have the whole modern forge team. We we're going to go over there, and mm, we were all wow. working out. This is before the pandemic. We were working out um, how to get all of us over there to teach a class, and mm. it was really like it was going to happen. We, but the problem is we were trying to figure out Jesse and figuring out John's schedule because he's got a couple kids and stuff like that. But we were at one point we were really really close, and I was going to like bump that into when I go to Barcelona, when I was going, I was, mm. I had to cancel bar. I was going to go to Barcelona to Vertomer. And Alex was like very attuned to what I was doing. He's like, let's, let's get them both going together. And then next thing you yeah. know, we're going to do Fingal Ferguson too. It was, you know, there, hopefully when everything squares away where there's going to be a lot more stuff, but he was like, Alex and the guys come to uh, Jimmy Duress's the teacher Make camp. Making class in the, in the yeah. fall. We had, that's when we met with them. And, I, I just think that Alex is one of the smartest guys in the game right now in terms yeah. of like, this is a business really, really, really great. Yeah. Like I said, great setup, great team. And it's just in a beautiful, it's, a, it's like a very sort of quaint English village as well, you know, um, beautiful place. And, you know, the sun was shining and all the rest of it. It's, it's, it's just, it's just lovely. So yeah, it's, um, I'm really, really pleased that I went. Um, I thought it was about 90 minutes away. So I, I hop onto the motorway and as I'm, I'm sitting in the sat nav, it's like, Oh no, it's three hours away. He's like, oh, fuck. oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you yeah. thought it was you thought it was not, an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden it turns into three. Exactly. Yeah, uh. yeah. And on the way back, then there was you know traffic and all the rest of it. But um, no, really glad I went. Um, yeah. So as well as that blacksmith's knife, I got a bunch of these uh, knives that I'll be working on as well. Um, I got a Did they forge these. them out? And you're gonna what are you gonna do? Yeah, and I can handle them. Yeah. Yeah, um, but going forward, we're we're hoping to work on a on a sort of long term project all together as well, which I'm which I'm really pleased about. So yeah, awesome, it's awesome, awesome. It's awesome. Well, that's exciting. That'll be exciting to see. I can look forward yeah. to hearing about that. Yeah, right. I'm going to call this a day because um, we are ordering Chinese takeout for Friday again. So holy cow! You love Friday <laughs> put on Chinese so, drink. So much weight I put on since I've been over here. It's ridiculous. When I Ugh. just last minute in Chinese food, my when my parents got divorced, my mother can't cook. So mm. it was I was at my mom's house three days a week and then my dad with two days a week and then we'd alternate the weekends. So my mom lived on the eighteenth floor of an apartment and I would what I would do is my my dad would walk me home and then we'd go down the lobby and I would just point my head up eighteen floors and and he said, What do you think for dinner? And I would I'd say it's probably Chinese it smells like Chinese food. And it was either <laughs> Chinese or up. pizza. We mm. were eating we were eating Chinese food twice a week. For my formative years. Oh wow! Like, oh my god! It was I. I could. I you know. I, I'm all in with Chinese food. I can eat some Chinese food. Big fan. Big fan. Right. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat. Um, and we should speak to you all again very soon. Jeff, if you hit stop, 
whiz over your file and we can get it live on Monday. I, I mean, it only, I think we missed, and we missed like 10 or 15 minutes. It's fine. It. I can stitch stuff together. It's fine. It's all good. Okay, great. We'll see you next week. Have a great, cool. enjoy. Bon appetit. You too. Bye for now. Bye. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.